All right, uh, welcome to the uh, Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Got a special guest on the show today, a music artist, A. Josh D. How you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to talk to you. All right, no problem, man. Uh, for anybody uh, that never heard of his music, uh, we're going to play one of his songs, and then we'll get into his whole story and what he has going on. And this song really... Uh, I like this song. This song stuck out to me out of all the songs I had listened to on your thing. So I'm curious to hear which one it is. Oh, oh shit, bro. You real. Oh, you real, bro. I promise I'm not being selfish. You change it up and let me strand it. I'm here to help you understand it. I'm leaving on the I play that piano, bro. That's me. I wrote the I wrote the lyrics too. Because I forgot about that. Plenty tricks in my bag, mama said I'm special. Guess I'm just living up to that intrinsic motivated. Cause I chase clarity and not clout, so I've been growing patient. Increased in parity, it's no doubt. Project that E Blue, uh, the artist I interviewed a couple months yeah. ago, he just put yeah. out his new EP. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's uh, because I like real artistry, you know what I'm saying? Like the first minute of that song, when I first heard mm-hmm. it, I was like, Yeah, that's real artistry right there, you know, bro. I, that I'm I'm very humble, bro. I appreciate that because you you make these songs, especially as a rapper, you make these songs and people want you to be this or that. And it's like, bro, I just I write I write compositions and chords and shit. Like, I don't know. I like doing music. The music I produce all my stuff. So like, that's my favorite part. It's like all my friends are like, oh, I got a beat off YouTube and I wrote to it. It's like, bro, I have to write the chords. I have to play on my keyboard because I feel that. And so like, I wrote that song. I wrote the pianos on that, and I was like. It reminded me of something like Beyonce's Lemonade. She, she, she Beyonce coming real low. And I told my, she was my girlfriend at the time. She's my fiance now. That's Desiree Flores on the song. She's she's my fiance. And um, I told her, I wrote wrote the whole lyrics, wrote the melodies, and I sang it for her to do it, a reference track. And I was like, I want you to do it low, like a Beyonce, like Beyonce kind of shit, Lemonade. And, um, 
and that song turned out really good and mixing it was a headache though i got a mix engineer now but i mixed that one oh my god that was a headache trying to mix those vocals bro <laughs> i'm glad you like it man i love that song i'm gonna go play it after this oh, yeah. yeah absolutely man so uh first off uh tell the people where you from and uh how old are you yes sir so my name is a josh d i am from wichita falls texas if you don't know where that's at it's like two hours north of dallas in between okc it's literally the only thing if you ever went from OKC to Dallas is the only city besides Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, I'm 30 years old. I've been making music since 2011. Before I was doing music, I was playing basketball uh, in college. And um, uh, I ended up uh, leaving before the season started, uh, transferred back home and started working and just going to community college. You know, like, it's weird. Like, I wanted to hoop, but I had no money. It's like, you know, my family, our culture, you know, being Mexican American, it's like we work. And so it was just a big and and um I ended up trying to go to different colleges. I was trying out for these division two schools. And but once I really knew I could play, I kind of gave up on basketball and really focused full on on music and just changed, pivoted from that that point on. And I hoop I hoop all the time as a hobby, but I do music now. It's, I'm a lot better at music than than I would have been at basketball. So, okay. yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Uh, so, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your hometown? Um, it's kind of it's kind of negative to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it's a small town, hundred thousand people, and then you got little little cities around it. So, my little town is like <laughs> the metroplex of these little cities. Like they go to our little town's mall. And that's their weekend. So, um, so you just gotta gotta get out. What I've learned, you just gotta get out. Um, your hometown's not gonna do your dreams for you. There's certain professions you can do there, and you can make your money there. But video editor, which is what I do for money a lot of time, you're not gonna make no bread there. And music, you're not gonna do it there. You gotta you gotta get out. So, um, I love it when I visit my hometown now. It's so peaceful compared to Los Angeles. It's like a Stepford Wives. Uh, fake reality dude like it's so quiet and there's no like craziness um so now i'm growing fonder of it as the the distance has grown but um you know trying to be a creative and do your own thing in a in a small town especially in the south especially it's like 70 percent white people you know look at these clothes <laughs> you know <laughs> like walking around with this kind of shit bro and they already judging me so like cuddy says whatever so but but i, I love the hometown I love everybody there. i got so many followers and and supporters there but they know what i'm talking about too you know what i mean so my advice everybody man get out and go and go see the world it's way bigger than your hometown absolutely so for anybody that ain't never uh been to wichita falls texas man just kind of describe how i was growing up as a kid slash teenager some of the struggles and uh, obstacles yeah. to overcome yo so wichita falls um we live uh my neighborhood is missile road we live like perpendicular to the Shepherd Air Force Base, the military base. And it's like one of the biggest bases in the country. And my dad was full-time military. So early on, he would go overseas a lot. And my mom would raise us a lot of the time. Um, and then he would come back, I think around the last time he left for TDY when I was like 13. So by then he was home for good. But, um, you know, uh, we would, uh, man, I, I think back on it, you know, I, I grew, I, I was born 92. So, you know, from, you know, 95 till 
whatever. I was outside. We were running around the neighborhood. You know, I'll run around with no shoes on, just one like, you know, chancla's on, bro. Uh, all my little Mexican and eight Filipino friends, we would go skateboard. I grew up skateboarding. Um, I skateboard a lot. Like Ben Margera was my first, like <laughs> the first dude I wanted to be was Ben Margera. And how he did his videos, he did his own business, he did his own clothes. Like that was my shit, bro. It was like that's all I wanted to do. And uh, so we skateboarded forever, you know, five years from like 10 years old to like 15. And then um, I played in a band as well with with some of my friends. We did like the talent show in middle school. We did like Green Day covers and like Fall Out Boy and shit. So like we rock out We in middle school. We did the eighth grade dance. So I have that musical slash skateboarding background. Um, we definitely got, we definitely were just trespassing a lot, skating growing up, running from cops and jumping fences. Like that was how, you know, I didn't, I never sold drugs. A lot of people, especially just, well, before all this stuff, they would thought I sold drugs anyway. Like, oh, you, you got some weed I could buy? Like, why do you think I sell drugs, bro? You know, like, what? So, um, as far as that goes, the pitfalls of that is, man, there's there's people that just didn't, they're still in the city doing the same exact things they did when they were 16. So, really, the it's all about, you can get stuck there being complacent. It's, it's cheap to live there. It's chill. And to me, it's like... um, um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of room for growth when you're from there and it's a great place to grow up and raise kids and have a stable upbringing but once you get a certain age you got to get out because you're going to just you know it's crazy seeing people just stay there get arrested go to the club again go drink again it's like what 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 was your point of your life you know are you supposed to just be in the city and just you know hang out and just get high and just drink you know what I mean? Or are you supposed to go do what you want? Like, what do you want? And I, I feel like um, that's ultimate, the ultimate downfall there is just you could be stuck being, being uh, not, not reaching your full potential and just really like falling back on people that are doing the same thing. And I feel like I really broke away and, you know, I, I don't have any family in Los Angeles. I have nobody out here except for my fiance. So so I'm going so hard. I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to live my life and do what I want. So getting out of Wichita Falls, uh, basketball helped me expand my worldview. And um, I was traveling with basketball, went to college, obviously, um, stuck stuck to school. I had homies that were heavy in 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 the drug game and whatnot. And like, you know, I'm and I'm just sitting there trying to tell them to get out because we're doing our music. Oh, we do our music. You know how to do that? And I just you know made the choice i was hooping too so it was easier but you know i have to do any of that luckily i was fortunate enough with my my dad and his his career that you didn't have to take no crazy risks like that you know but some kids some kids weren't as lucky and you know i just try to be uh be grateful you know what i mean and not try to fake it be some i'm not or or use somebody else's appeal mm-hmm. to sell something like come on bro you know what i mean like i know people that you know, doing their thing. There's no way in hell I'd be something I'm not. So, um, yeah, Wichita Falls, getting out was the key, finding whether it was college or sports, whatever it was at the time. And then from there, you realize you can do anything you want. So, you know, I I went back, but um, obviously came back out to L.A. or came out to L.A. and never looked back, so. Okay. 
So um, as far as your family or anybody close to you, uh, did you have anybody involved in the music business or was you the first one to uh, go down that route? Uh, like I said, bro, my, my family, we're just Mexican-Americans, man. Like, you know, I got a, <laughs> I got a, uh, in my family tree, I got Quintanilla in my bloodline, which is the same as Selena. So <laughs> if you ask me, I'm I'm, I'm going to leave that door open on being related to Selena somewhere. But other than that, no, my family's from the same area, uh, South Texas, um, Brownsville in the Valley. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, no, man, my family just worked military. My grandfather, uh, he was just a business entrepreneur. Like, no, 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 man. No. Okay. So uh, what would you say led you to doing music? My uh, my older brother, Brandon, his nickname in high school was Taco, which is, I never called him that. <laughs> I called him Brandon. But anyway, <laughs> then we started. Anyways, um, uh, he, we, I remember we watched the School of Rock with Jack Black one year when School of Rock came out, the movie. And Brandon, Brandon's the type of kid that would watch a movie and then come out of the theater with that main character's personality. Like he just would Brandon get obsessed with anything. He just I don't know if you watch Doug, but Doug, the show Doug, he would he would just imagine himself as that, like that's my brother. So we watched School of Rock, and after the after the movie, he just was like, "Mom, I want a guitar for Christmas," and it's like. We got my mom bought him an Alvarez acoustic, which is funny. It's our last name, and they make some of the best acoustic guitars. So he got his first Alvarez acoustic, and he started he started playing guitar. And next thing you know, he has me playing a bass. I got a Fender Fender bass, and I'm sitting there playing Guns and Roses. You know, Guns and Roses was my fucking favorite band, bro. Like uh, in middle school and stuff. Before I started listening to rap, it was it was metal. You know, my dad in the '80s, my dad's a Metallica head, so like. Uh, you know, I found Guns N' Roses and that was my shit. My brother loved Slash. My brother had the big, long, black, curly hair. So, like, when he saw Slash, it was like, you see what I'm saying? Like, even though Slash is not even Mexican, like, Slash is half black. But he, my brother had the same kind of look. And so we just, uh, that's where it started. Brandon Brandon had a had a blast with that movie. And, uh, and, I, and I was still at that young age where I was doing everything Brandon was doing. Whatever my older brother did, I was doing. So... Yeah, I picked up the bass that led to guitar. And like I said, that led to me and my some of my homies playing in middle school and performing in front of the whole school and doing the eighth grade dance, all that stuff. And before I quit for basketball in high school. So um, and then my dad always sang like my dad would just my dad would just sing Metallica at the top at the top of his lungs. And uh, my grandpa was singing all the time, too. So like they're not in the music business, but. I had music, my dad and my grandpa, they were always singing and like, just, they loved their, their music and they blasted it. So I was exposed to it a lot. And I was exposed to, um, like you said, artistry, you know, I was listening to Metallica fade to black when I'm like 13. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that it's about, uh, mental health, you know, <laughs> but I just love the music. And, um, so when I got, by the time I got to hip hop, my friend Luis Rodriguez, rest in peace. He's a Puerto Rican kid that moved into my school district in uh, fifth grade. He came to school with his PSP and he's playing Chameleonaire, Turn It Up. Chameleonaire, Turn It Up with Scott Storch on a beat. And I'm like, what is that? And, and from that point, rest in peace, Luis, man, rest in peace. From that point on, I went and bought Sound of Revenge by Chameleonaire. That was the first rap album I bought. And I'm here. So that's kind of my music background.
Okay. So you say you liked the the, um, the metal bands and things like that. So uh, who was some of your favorite artists growing up? Yeah. So like I said, uh, pre pre two thousand five, because I I was skateboarding and listening to rock music and punk music and metal. And then when I got when I switched to basketball class in seventh grade, because I didn't want to be in PE, because my friend Mark, my best friend Mark, he's like, we gotta get out of PE. There's a bunch of nerds in here. I'm like, all right, let's go to football. My homeboy Malachi sees me. My, I grew up with Malachi. That's my that's my brother. But he's big. He's just half Filipino dude. And he's he was the biggest the biggest kid, and he was the fastest. I don't know if you had that kind of kid where the biggest kid on the block but it was the fastest. That that was Malachi. So that dude was a monster. He saw me. He's like, you're coming to football? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to lay you out so hard. And I was like, hey, Mark, we should go to basketball. <laughs> and so we went to basketball and changed my life. And so um, to answer your question, sorry, I kind of got off topic there. Um, so some of my favorite bands before that, um, definitely, like I said, Guns N' Roses. I love Guns N' Roses. Uh, I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell you. I was only 13. I loved uh, I love Metallica for my dad, um, but like you know that was my dad showing me music. Um, my dad also loved Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like he didn't like a lot of rap, but he loved Bone Thugs. So like I grew up <laughs> here in you know what was it East East Down nineteen ninety nine East whatever that the first album was, and there for you you know their flows like so I'm like a kid like and so that was another thing I was exposed to just growing up. The Crossroads by Bone Thugs. My mom loved that song. I saw that video 90 times growing up. Um, Jay-Z, Eminem. You know, when Eminem dropped, I was running around the house doing this to my dad. He's like, what are you, Eminem? Like, you know, I was, we're all part of that 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 moment. And, uh, you know, I was like Jay-Z, Andre 3000, Outkast. I loved Oh Boy. My mom loved Oh Boy. She played camera on Oh Boy all the time. You know, like, so, and you hear my music, like, I, I'm... I, I have more of an East Coast flow, if you're going to be honest. I just try to incorporate Southern elements. I like Southern production a lot, too. So, like, you know, yeah, I grew up, I have to say, Outkast, JZM, the rock bands. And, um, yeah, like, that was, my mom always played the, the R&B radio, hip-hop R&B radio. My dad was showing me all the rock. So I just had this, like, perfect mix of all this stuff. And so, yeah, so now I'm like super open-minded and I, I, I listen to anything, you know, like you, I'm looking for the artistry in something, even if I don't like it, I'm gonna try to find something I like in it um, and, and try to appreciate it. Cause like, that's the thing about like the average consumer, they don't care about appreciating something, even if they don't like it, they might appreciate it, but they don't care to do that. It's like, they're here to bump something. So that's, that's the struggle too, with being, with being artistic, like, you go too far and people are not used to it. And then they're not going to, you know, 70% or whatever, they're not going to bump it. So, um, yeah, I, I had a bit, very mixed uh, influence. Oh yeah. Carlos Santana was huge in my house too. Obviously uh, Carlos Santana was huge. So I've got to mention him. So uh, where did you get your artist name from? That's funny, man. And, and this is, and this is the, uh, this is what everyone says. It was a MySpace name when I was like, <laughs> uh shit i was in high school still so i was probably 15 and it was uh i'm a military kid so we'd go on base and the id would say your last name your first name and your middle name so for me it's joshua daniel alvarez so my id said alvarez joshua daniel and as a kid i just put a hey, josh g 
Like my like that's all it is. It's just last name, first name, middle initial, all pushed together. And that was like my MySpace name. Okay. And then and then when I chose it as an independent artist when I got older, when you Google A Josh D, there's no other it's it's like optimized for search engines. So if my name was like Lil J, I mean, come on, you're gonna Google that and <laughs> how many Lil J's are you gonna see? So like A Josh D. There's only one. The Hodge Council, no one's using these names. And so that's another thing. It wasn't just random. It's like, what can I do that's going to be a whole unique? It's like a new word, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to think of a rap name. It just seemed it just seemed so cringy to me. I had heavy imposter syndrome when I first started doing music. Like, I knew that I wasn't, like, whatever. And it, it bugged me. And it, and it, like, made me double think all the time and like um it was so hard to it was so hard to really put my identity into it and and be confident in like who I really wanted to be because people say they want to do this and that but when it comes time to do it it's like they don't want to do it or they're not they don't have the capacity to do it or they don't want to know how learn how to do it and that's that's what really I realized like I was really meant to do this shit because through everything that's happening in my life from when I started music to now, you know, most people would have quit a long time ago. And it's like, I just got more and more into it. And I just got more and more doors opening up more and more. It's not getting, they're not closing. It's not getting worse. It's like, I'm bigger than I ever been. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just doing what I like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so are you more of a writer or a freestyler? I couldn't be, I couldn't be more both. Um, I forgot to mention my, in my come up, like on the basketball team, we would be on going to away games and in, in the buses and we're all freestyling in the back. Like everybody's kicking flows in the back. And so uh, I, I remember my friend Jay, my OG, he's a great above me. He, uh, when I was on varsity as a junior, he was a senior and he'd like freestyle and get everybody hyped. So I'm just like my role on varsity was to freestyle before the games to get people hyped because I didn't have that much that much minutes yet. The team was stacked with the seniors, so and I hated it back then, and I got so mad back then. He's like, "Your role is a freestyle." So, <laughs> so that's, to answer your question, it's like I came up freestyling. Um, Big Tuck, the, the dude I got a song with. Shout out to Big Tuck, it's my OG man. He's so chill and so cool. Um, we everyone used to rap like him in the back of the bus. So you'd be in the back of the bus and it's like, "I done came down." Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, yeah, we're about to win. Yeah, like we should. Yeah, and th- that was that was a genesis, and so that was the. And then I started taking music serious in college, so that's when I started writing. So like, yeah, it's like, and then you hear my lyrics on that on that song. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, I'm the kid that had like a 98 in English class the whole year, and I'd never read or studied. Like, and I was I sucked at math. I wasn't good at science, but English I had a 98, and I didn't try so like like I, I clepped out of a college English I pa- in high school I took the test and I passed college English in high school like it's just natural for me and I suck at math you gotta find what you're good at and do it so when I started writing you know I'm really articulate too so like I can get my thoughts out to people so when you combine all that you get that song and and, and, when, and but but here's the thing when I first started music I would write my songs now this whole album these last songs I've been doing all of these I've been kind of freestyling them and then going back 
retroactively writing in the lyrics after. So like even now, when I write, I'm freestyling. So like it's it's one and the same. It really is. I write off the top and then I and I put it down. So that's yeah, fifty fifty man, fifty fifty. Yeah, so take me back to the time when you uh, went to a recording studio for the first time. Was it kind of difficult at first for you to catch it, or was it uh, did you what was it like second nature? My uh, my brother was in a uh, metal band in San Antonio when he lived there with one of his uh, ex girlfriends at the time, or his girlfriend at the time, now ex girlfriend. Um, so he was doing all kind of shows, kind of like I do. He's doing shows with his band, and um, um, he would uh he would uh have all this equipment that he bought and he invested and so once his band his band dissolved he gave me a mixer and he gave me a mic gave me an xlr cord and i had a macbook from my college, my high school graduation present from my mom i have that macbook to this day i still master all my songs on, on that macbook <laughs> so like that macbook and it's as i'm saying i i take care of my shit my parents taught me to take care of my shit so um i got my original playstation one right here um so brandon i had a whole setup so when i first recorded by myself even by myself my uh, my face was like hot i was like nervous and i was by myself and then like even just my best friends uh scoop shout out scoop and isaiah shout out zay peace they even just in front of them trying to rap in my backyard i'm like why am i nervous and hot but then like just three sessions in four sessions in and I never felt that ever again. And it's like when I went to a studio in Houston, um, it was a really nice studio. A uh, shout out to Kalani on the mix. That's that's my boy. And shout out to Prince Yoda Yoskiat, my boy Vaughn, uh, eighty rounds. Um, he uh, when I first went to Houston, there was like I brought my then girlfriend at the time, but there was like other girls in there that my homies brought in. So I was rapping in front of girls. I rapping in front of him. I didn't really know them that well. I was rapping in front of in front of an engineer that just mixed Paul Wall's song and Slim Thug's song. So so the first time I went to like, a, you know, an industry studio, it did feel weird trying to rap in front of girls I didn't even say hi to yet. And, you know, my girlfriend's there and my girlfriend at the time was there. And then that was really weird. And it's like, because that's the thing. It's like, this is my my song with, with Vaughn and Isaiah and Manny produced it. Manny's my boy, shout out Manny. Um, and so like this real intimate and it's just like when I don't know you and it's me too like this is me personally when I don't know somebody it really makes it awkward and so I hated that and you know I've, I've recorded in studio since then and it's fine and even then was fine even then I still recorded it and like the but like you know to have people listening to you while you're trying to make the song I miss me with that shit bro I gotta mess up I gotta be I gotta be cringy like, I don't want, you know, we got to be cool and, and really vibing together if I'm going to be doing that. So uh, I always record at home. I got, I upgraded all my equipment. I got a bunch of really industry level stuff and I just record myself, send the project to my engineer and he does the rest, bro. And ever since I met my engineer, shout out DJ Ice, DJ Ice, the corner store. Um, He uh, really takes my music and finishes it off and I can just do the fun part. And then I can do all this and have time to do all this. Cause yeah, I used to mix that song. You heard I was mixing that. And it's just mixing that song, dude, it takes so much time. Pay your mix engineers, guys. If, if you're an artist watching this, find a mix engineer that you don't have to do it and it'll sound good. And you can pay him and y'all, you can give him royalties. 
and just split money with them and just pay them and just you guys are a team because then you can focus on other things i was stretching myself so thin till i met till i met ice and now i'm like so much better yeah absolutely so uh when would you say you had the confidence to know you could uh pursue the music so um like i said even in even in high school when i would freestyle to the older kids and, and mind you you know some of the varsity players were like you know country music fans and like you know, you know, white, white dudes and they didn't listen to rap, but you know, they're like, Oh, how do you rap? I can't even like, you know, even when they're even into it, I already had it. Uh, we would do a, we got to tell you this in high school, we had a awesome, an awesome vice principal that got hired. Her name was Miss Bell and she put on freestyle Fridays for us, bro. I don't know how, I don't know what made her. So every other Friday at lunch, uh, we're freestyling in front of the whole, you know, all the older grade, the older girls, the older guys, younger people. And we're just ripping the mic. Me and my homie James, shout out James Lorenzo. He's a Puerto Rican dude. <laughs> and he was getting too hyped, bro. And he like, he dropped the N-word when he was rapping. Oh. And, 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 I mean, like, you know, he's just, that's how we rap on the, uh, that's how he raps on the bus. It's like, and, uh, and, but the Miss Bella Principal, she didn't, she didn't care. I mean, she, she's black. She didn't, she didn't care. She it was about rap and I took the, I took the mic from him. Like it was chill, but so that's like, so, and then she led it up to the final freestyle Friday, bro was in the gym. It was in the basketball gym, like a pep rally, bro. So the whole school was there and uh, some of the basketball kids were having a dunk contest. They're throwing lobs, dunking it. And then we start freestyle. <laughs> like, dude, she was the coolest vice principal ever, bro. And uh, so I already rap. I had already been rapping in front of before I even knew I wanted to rap ever i had already rapped and and performed music on a guitar and a bass in front of hundreds of people oh yeah so but but when i started rapping like i told you i had imposter syndrome with rap because rap was so i was looking at rap in a box back then and like you know and i tell everyone this when we, i didn't even start trying to do rap until odd future came out because when our future came out i'm like oh these are just kids like me like skateboarded they're not in the street. They're not trying, like, they're just, and they're just making you, like, that was fu the first time I seen someone like me doing rap. Like, I didn't ever think I could be like, oh, like, my, I used to rap to my cousin when I was little, like, seven years old, and she'd be like, you should be a rapper. I, when I was, like, seven, and I thought she was crazy. I was like, because, you know, I was rapping 50 Cent and, like, R. Kelly and Fat Joe songs. It's like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not a like it was just so out of this world when she said that but then like you grow up like i said you see these other acts come out and you see the fan bases these guys garner and i'm like dude i'm just like that and i, I never knew people would would buy that in rap and it's like so that's kind of when when i left basketball got into music um i knew that i was i had a gift and in, in music a little bit at least at least a little bit of a gift and um that was just from, like I said, my life experience with all this stuff, just kind of being there. I didn't think about it. I just kind of knew that I had maybe a leg up on maybe the average person. But, um, you know, once I, 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 um, I'm trying to think, I, uh, I don't know what the moment was, Eric. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. I got, I, I get it. Just, uh, or what you're saying you know yeah i don't know it just was the process and the next thing i know um you know uh shout out to mike g from our future i got a feature from him a long time ago 
I guess when I got a feature from him and he was fucking with one of my beats, I guess that's kind of because Big Tuck was after that. I got I got my uh, record chopped by OG Ron C. Shout out to OG Ron C. He chopped my record. That was before that. So you know what I mean? So it was like, I guess. And, and, and Mike G was going to chop and screw my record because he's a chop star DJ. And that's why I even talked to him because I was like, bro, I want you to chop my record. And he liked that because he liked that I recognized his chop star status. So it's like, um, but we ended up collabing. We didn't even, he didn't even chop my record. He still hasn't chopped the record. I'm going to ask him to chop one of my songs, actually. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I guess I guess that was it. Because, you know, our feature was one of my favorite groups. So to be able to collab with, with him out of that was like, it meant a lot. So Okay. You know so, I mean? uh, you're currently independent right now. So would you sign to a, a major if it made sense? uh the thing is is like i wouldn't need a lot of leverage so that way i could get a favorable deal it would just depend on my leverage i can't even say oh i would yeah i'd do it if it's term if the terms was right like you know what i mean for me like the thing is i would have to get my independent shit up high enough to where they could just like i said i have leverage and then they could just do distribution for me or something like yeah yeah you know it would it would have to be me with a lot of leverage you know what I mean? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not desperate for. You know what I mean? I can do shows. I can. I can make TikToks. <laughs> yeah, like I can make my own TikToks. Like. Oh yeah. There's yeah. no selfie. If I don't got it, if you don't got that following, there's no selfie. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, take me back to the time when you uh, dropped your music for the first time to the public, man. Uh, how was the city embracing you around that time? Damn. So I had mad unreleased stuff that like only my brother and my friends heard. Cause like when I first started making music, my favorite part was showing my friends. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it was like based on that. Like I remember I made my first, I, I had a, I had the recording stuff and um, what started was uh, October. I think it was Halloween, 2011. We're at my boy Scoop's house, his parents' house. They were gone. So we were drinking, smoking. And uh, this is right after high school, first freshman year of college. And, um, we start freestyling in the car and then Jake and then Jake, my scoop is Jake. I call him Jake and scoop. Jake was like, come here. And we went to his computer and he had like this little shitty mic and he, we were, he was recording on windows media creator or whatever. And we were freestyling. I'm like, I looked at him crazy. Like I tell you, I looked at him crazy. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to record us freestyling. And I was like, Oh, okay. And we did it all night and we just, we're just having a blast. And then my boy Bello, shout out to Bello. My boy Bello, he's two two years older than us, but he was in the car with me. I'll never forget it. He's like, "Y'all gotta do this." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it." He's like, "No," and he was a little drunk. So he's a little belligerent. He's like, "No, y'all gotta do it." He's like, "Everyone says they're gonna do it. Everyone acts like they're gonna do it. Y'all need to do it." Like, shout out Bello. Like Bello didn't even realize how much he he was a, such an integral part of that. And October 2011, I remember. I'll never forget it. And then. Uh, I started recording from there, um, unreleased stuff, so I would show them. But the first song I dropped, what was it? Oh, okay, it was an EP, and it was called The Council. It was called The Council, and it was before I put Hodge in front of it and made THC. It was like just The Council, and it was because we smoked in my backyard, and we sat around this outdoor table with all these chairs, and it was like seven dudes, and we were smoking. And I was like, it felt like Lord of the Rings, like on Lord of the Rings when they sit around the fucking and they plan their journey to Sauron or whatever. But we were, like, just smoking weed. So I was like, man, we're, like, the council in this moment. Like, then they started laughing. So that's where the council came from. And then um, 
I recorded about 10 songs myself. My mom got me this synthesizer, this really cheap one from Akai, I think. And I would play these songs, record the sample onto my thing and made 10 tracks. They were garbage. I didn't know how to count measures. <laughs> I didn't know rhyme signature. I didn't know anything about music. Shit was all off beat, everything. But I put that out and all my friends, really only only my friends and heard it because I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't have a, social media wasn't even that big back then, you know? So when I dropped that EP, I, I, all my friends were just blown away. Cause they were like, you made all these beats. <laughs> like that was really what they're mainly blown away. It was 10 beats. I made them all got a feature from Bella, got a feature from Jake, got a feature from Isaiah. They were on my shit, but I couldn't get them into the studio. Right. Like I couldn't get them in there more than one or track, one track or two. They didn't get it yet. They didn't see it. And then once I dropped the council EP in like 2011, um, all my friends heard it. And then after that, Isaiah, Jake, and everybody started coming to the studio. And then the Hodge council was born because we the word Hodge in high school, my homies, uh, older the older homies, Bello, his grade, they would they had a code word for weed. So in class, they could talk about it without the teachers having any idea. So they'd be like, yo, you trying to Hodge at, at lunch break? Like, Hell yeah, man, let's go Hodge. Like, let's go get Hodge. And the reason it was Hodge was because on ESPN, the anchor Merrill Hodge. You remember Merrill Hodge? He, he's the anchor on ESPN. So his first name Merrill kind of sounds like marijuana. So, like, that's where they got Hodge from. Instead of saying marijuana, it's like Merrill Hodge, and then there's Hodge. And so so I put the Hodge on council, THC. It just, like, one of those moments that just, like, boom, and it just made sense. And then I never had trouble getting my homies in the studio. So, like, then then me and Isaiah are the, me, me and Isaiah are the Hodge council. The music group, the Hodge council, is me and Zay Peace. That's the two artists in it. So, like, me and Isaiah's first mixtape, the fuck was it it was a, it was called the summer's ours and it was uh we just rapped over other instrumentals we were rapping over everyone else's beats and we dropped that and um people really liked it and it was cool and then we did it was called the summer's ours and then we did uh the summer's ours too and we printed a bunch of cds we did jewel cases we did we labeled the cds and, and everything and they looked so sick we had a show we gave them out the show and people like Mixed, you know how people are mixtapes. People to this day are like, "Yo, that track on TSO 2 I'm like, "I'm like, shut up, bro. <laughs> what the hell, TSO 2 It wasn't even our beats, bro. Like, but that was when Wayne and and them where everyone was doing, you know, hopping on people's beats and killing it. So we did the same, and and so to answer your question, we did that little show in Wichita Falls. We rented out this log cabin at, at this park, and a log cabin and we got on top of the bathrooms and we were like watching the throne but vibes rapping to everybody we had like we had like 50 people show up made like 250 bucks off tickets sold sold 20 hot shirts gave away all the cds people really fuck with it to this day i have people that were at that show that are still come to my shows and still comment and share my shit and and, and are still supporting like i look at the photos sometimes i'm like Yo, that's chop. Like that's chop. Shout out Chopper. That's Chopper right there. That's da da da. And they got the hot shirt on back then. It's just like, and and you know, if you give people something to follow, they'll follow it. And if, if it's not absolute garbage, like it, even the show in the lock cabin, I think it was horrible. Like I think I think the audio was god awful, but it wouldn't matter. Like we were up there, people had a blast, and we brought people together, made all that money. So, and then, you know, we did some other stuff in the city, like bootleg, uh, bootleg clubs that we would run and, 
you know, private, private events and, and donations and stuff. And people always came out, people were just looking to do something, you know, and if, uh, you know, if they were available, you know, they would show up and we realized like, wow, like, you know, if we were awful, it would, it would be a lot different, <laughs> you know? So, uh, 2014, about 2014, 15. Yeah. It got serious. It got, it got like serious. Cause we were able to, we were making 250, 300 on our own. And that's not, and that ain't shit. Like, <laughs> I understand that ain't shit. But for kids rapping, for people just rapping and doing a show, we were making our own. We were making hundreds on our own. And then Tip Jar was like 100. And Ben, shout out Ben. Ben just let the, the bartender keep it. She got like $125 off our show. You know what I mean? Like, so um yeah we get we get you could just tell like we like when you have people tell you you're dope or tell you that they like it or go out of their way to tell you that this sounds good then you know what i mean and it's like different people that aren't your friends people that have no reason to tell you that they like your music you know and then obviously then i then you start performing in other cities and people that don't know you are like yo don't you come off stage and you're just getting dapped up by everybody and shit and then you just like and then and you stop lying to yourself and you give yourself credit, you know, it's like, and then it's like, I have my own self, like self image journey where I realize like, I, I am dope. Like I am dope. Like <laughs> I just need to relax and just be me and, and just do what I love. Cause if I really love it, then I don't give a fuck what people think. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing this for anybody. I'm not doing these. So you can say, Oh, I don't like that. Or that song sucks. Or I don't like that. People don't like Drake. Like I mean, people don't like Drake. <laughs> so what the fuck I'm supposed to do? You don't like me. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, so. describe the uh, music scene in Wichita Falls right now. And um, and also uh, describe artists around there. Do they uh, collab with each other or do uh, mm. people just mind their business? I see. No, no, no. Shout out Wichita Falls, man. Um, the music scene is really dope, actually. So with all the stuff I said that, you know, negative or whatever, not really pertain to the music scene necessarily. It's just more about the mindset overall. Um, and I told you, it's just more about being stuck than anything. It's nothing personal. But um, the music scene is dope, man. You would have a, a shout out. I have to mention my boy Crow. Shout out Crow. This dude is a psychopath when it comes to rapping. And uh, he always put people on. He puts them on to shows. He has his own venue he, that he's an investor in. And he puts all the artists on. So shout out to Crow. He's he's awesome. Um, he put me on a couple of shows, put me on playlists, um, showed us love. And, you know, we're both lyricists and both um, really into hip hop and study it. So, me, you know, I hung out with him a couple of times. But shout out to Crow. He's fucking awesome. He, to me, I think he's the, he's been there the longest. He probably has the most, the most clout and credit out of most people in the city um there were some artists before that kind of quit they showed me a lot of love like straight up uh shout out justin ray i don't know where he at right now but justin ray was an artist that he put us on a big show and was just like yeah y'all can play i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> we i never even talked to him you know um i think i think shout out dlb them ledesma boys i think they might put in a word for us too um dlb's cool slip um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys I'm not cool with that are really dope. Um, I had a show one time and one of the artists there was like, yo, can I do a set? Like, yeah. You know? And then after our show, he went on and he did his set. We freestyled with each other before I went on. Like, um, the music scene is really cool. And if, 
that's what I'm telling you. Like, you got to expand and get out and really go grow your brand because a lot of guys there are talented and they have plenty of love for each other. And it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of hate. It's not a lot of this and that, you know, people, there are people that, you know, go on, go on Facebook and, you know, proclaim a lot of things, but it's just, it's just a small town, man. It's just people, you listen to their music, you like it or you don't check out their clothes, check out what they got to offer. Um, but other than that, um, it, it helped me, it helped me, um, it helped me develop a lot. I kind of kept my distance. Honestly, I kept my distance from a lot of Wichita Falls people because I had Zaya with me and um, I already knew, I already knew that we were different and like, I didn't want to be too closely associated with anybody other than my, my friends and Missile Road. And mind you, my neighborhood is like on the North side of the city. Like we're way away from all the neighborhoods over here and stuff. Like, so we're kind of our own thing anyway. So, um, I, I really stuck with with my own people and just very selectively collabed. Oh, shout out to Coop D, my boy Coop. He was at the radio station for a lot of years. He helped me out a lot. He's a great artist. Check out Coop D. Um, yeah, no, it's it's cool, man. If 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 there could be some real business out there, if they could really do their business out there and do their stuff, I think that uh, I think that they would have an audience. You know, it's a lot of dope people out there, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's some artists you want to work with on in the future? Who on your hit list, bro? Um, I actually been talking. Actually, you know, I've been working on uh talking with talking with representatives on with Zero. Zero got back to me. Their people got back to me. I just got to make sure that the time is right for that. I would love to do a song with Zero. That's one of my favorite artists ever. Um. Uh, I would love to do, and this is like a dream. Like <laughs> these are not realistic. I don't. Yeah, like this is uh, Tyler Crater is probably my favorite artist. So obviously, I do love to do something with Tyler. Like I could quit music if I did that. So um, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar is a is a fucking amazing artist. I was on K Dot in 2011 before he dropped Section 80. Right when he dropped Overly Dedicated is when I found out about K Dot. Definitely would love to work with J. Cole. J. Cole is another artist uh, that really influenced me. Back, mixtape Cole was like my guy. Mixtape Cole, Friday Night Lights. I was hooping in college. Like, it was just perfect. Um, love to work with Cole. Um, I really don't want to miss anybody. Eminem. I would love to do a fucking song with Eminem, bro. I would love to do a song with Eminem. Um, and honestly, this is going to sound funny, but I really want to do a song with like Lil Pump and I want to do, I want to, I like, I would love to do a song with Lil Pump and do like a Mexican American kind of thing with him. Um, I think, I think that he gets a bad rap and I don't think he's that horrible. I think it would be really fun. Someone like me to collab with someone like him. I think that'd be really funny. That's what's up, man. So for all your uh, supporters and followers out there, man, what's the things you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got my, I love designing clothes. Um, my, my clothing line at the hodgecouncil.com. This is the winter collection that just dropped. This is like the funnest part, like actually setting up my clothes, the website, designing my shit. I do that a lot in my spare time. Um, um, I used to be on, I used to be on Twitter heavy. I quit doing Twitter and I got a PS5. So anytime I feel like going on social media or like scrolling on social media, I jump on the PS5. It's like 
I wonder where I got all this time to play these games. I'm like, cause I'm not on fucking Twitter all day. I'm not on social media all the time. So, um, funny enough, I use video games to kind of get my mind off everything. And like, I saw you had the 2k on, I'd be on 2k all the time. Do my career. I twit. I stream on Twitch too. It's really just to my, my, my future brother-in-law and my friend Jake, but like, I, I, I you know, other than music and my branding and, and trying to get booked and, Outside of all Hodge Records activity, my my label is Hodge Records LLC. Outside of Hodge Records, man, I just play video games and work out, go go hoop. I love basketball. I will destroy anybody in basketball. If you're not a pro, I'm probably gonna destroy you. Right. Maybe I have reservations about that. But... Okay, maybe not you, because I already <laughs> see what you've had to do in the post. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 I'm actually a shooter, man. Oh, well, I'm crowding you, and you're gonna you're gonna have to drive. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I love ball, and I, I'm obsessed with the NBA. Like, it, dude, I I I know a lot. Like, if if I if I went on a quiz show, I beat a lot of people. Like, I'm not I'm not the guru ultimate, but man, like, I'm a nerd about basketball. So, yeah, basketball, video games. I love cats. I fuck with cats heavy. Cats are like <laughs> my favorite animal. <laughs> that, I know that's usually what I get from people. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. That's, that's that's pretty much me, man. And like I said, I I kind of I kind of got an interest again in skateboarding from being out in LA. It's been so long since I skateboarded. I'm six two two thirty. Sometimes you just like, what kind of board can I really skate that's not gonna fucking break? I have a size 14, 13 and a half foot. It's like, what kind of skateboard am I gonna fucking ride? So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I dude, I don't I don't go out. I don't party. I don't I'm not, you know, I've been I've been in a relationship for like six years. Um it dude, I, I had I got all that shit all out of my system in high school, drinking and partying and stuff. By the time I was 22, 23 doing my music, I and people were going out every night, every weekend in the hometown. It's like, bro, the same 40 people you're seeing. Like, I'm gonna go work on my music. Like that's fun to me. Smoke up make some beats fucking freestyle and be productive and i love being productive and doing and just i'm an expressive person so like whatever i can do to express myself i want i want to do that in my free time so absolutely so uh what are your short and long-term goals what you want to accomplish so um uh this year i've been doing a lot of work um getting booked um i have uh i have five shows that i've signed on for um, I'm gonna be um one show I'm still waiting on confirmation, but uh I'll be in Texas early May. I'll be doing three shows in Texas. I'm gonna be doing Dallas, Houston, and Austin. So short-term goals, knocking these shows out, s- selling as many tickets as I can to these events, having a blast, giving away merch at the show, you know, making it a whole event for everybody. Um I got a festival in New Mexico that I'm playing on 420 for 420 weekend. I'll be performing in New Mexico at one of their, at a freedom festival for them. And, um, and then my other show I don't want to speak on because it's not confirmed yet, but um, those shows definitely on my short-term goal list. Um, My new, my new singles getting mixed right now. I'm waiting on the, I'm waiting on the final mix for my engineer. Um, And then, so that song, I'll start pushing that song. That'll be another short-term goal. Um, and then a uh, long-term goal, um, continue to grow my 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 numbers. Um, I've been growing really well on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube. 
I've been, uh, I've been doing YouTube shorts and I don't know if you've been on YouTube shorts, but yeah, um, I've been doing the shorts for a while now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cause I get subscribers off it. So like I'll post one short and it gets a thousand views. I got two subs, three subs. So um, growing my numbers in that regard. And really I want to do more press like this for long-term definitely want to do more interviews. Um, come, I'll definitely come back on here, you know, when, in a year or two, whatever, come back with you. Um, and I really want to just uh, really perform more. Um, and I really want to get into some sync licensing because, uh, and I've tried, and I've begun looking into sync licensing for my music, like for, uh, for placing music on TV shows and putting them on movies and putting them on commercials. Cause my music, you hear my music, my music's mad cinematic. So, you know, if I, if I don't have that broad mainstream appeal with whatever kind of aesthetic, it's like, well, what do I have? It's like, well, shit, my music's epic. It sounds like, <laughs> you know, it sounds like it's a movie. So um yeah i want to do a lot of sync licensing stuff and even scoring a movie doing music for a movie or scoring a commercial originally you know all kind of stuff like that those are you know um and then whenever i uh whenever i can definitely going out of, out of the country to tour that's a long-term goal for sure get get out of the country and go play i got a lot of listeners in brazil and mexico so i'd love to go do a show in fucking brazil or do a show in mexico add some u.s dates to that and go on vacation so um and then honestly my last long-term goal uh, i would like to find a good like artist artist owned label you know what i mean somebody who some major artist who's looking to make a label and work with somebody like that that you know likes what i'm doing and thinks that it, it aligns so as opposed to signing with the major i would rather sign with an artist kind of funded label with a major with them and kind of do that. That's what I would like to do. It's just like nowadays, bro, if you, if you got an artist that co-signs you and throws you on his tour, bro, you got to build an audience and <laughs> he, he just gave you a hundred thousand fans. Like, you know, and so long-term goal, create my brand big enough to where that's something that becomes appealing to somebody and they go, Oh, look at this kid. He got, he got all this runway. He got all these ideas. He got all this. He does all this himself. You know, finding somebody that can see see my vision and can see my runway. That's another long term goal for sure. And, and making that making that happen. But other than that, I'm gonna keep it chugging, keep it moving. And I have fun doing all this. Even if nobody sees it, hears it, buys it, nothing. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm doing it because I love it. So yeah. Okay. So besides the uh the shows that you got in uh, 2023, do you have anything else uh, coming up in 2023? Let's see. Um, yeah, um, I guess another short-term goal, um, I want to I do some more features, um, whether it's with people I've already worked with. Like, I do want to do another song with Tuck. I definitely want to do another song with Tuck. Um, work with it, maybe a couple more artists this year, do maybe a couple more collabs. Um, and, 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 and try to, and try to build some new connections and, and do that as well. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, and I'll have the second half of the, I'll have shows for the second half of the year around summer. I'm not going to book like, unless, unless it happens, I'm not going to book for the fall and stuff. So I'll announce those later, but there'll be more shows after June, after May. Uh, how, how do you want people to perceive you? Um, I definitely want people to see me as 
um, somebody that they can be inspired from because lately with all I've been I've been working on fan engagement and really talking to my followers and really getting to know people and and I've had a lot of people that tell me that I inspire them which is like how much they see me on their feed or just how much music I've been dropping or the videos or whatever and I've been hearing that a lot so I actually really like that and I'm like I'm like bro I got inspired by somebody the same exact way like so I, I really I want people to see me as a definitely somebody that they can be like and, and and aspire to be like in in regards to just doing what you want i mean you don't gotta like my clothing brand and my style my music or nothing to appreciate just my mindset you know i'm a mindset person and um i want people to see me as like like a thought leader in that regard too like when you think about independent when you think about independent music and entrepreneurship you know i want people to be like oh that's like tac or like oh that's like jay you know like he just he did his own brand. He did his own thing. He he wears his own clothes. You know what I mean? He like he does his own videos. I just want people to be like, I can do that too. You know what I mean? That's really what I care about the most. Because at the end of the day, what what more is a great artist than that? I mean, that's what great artists are supposed to do for people. So definitely want to be seen as somebody that just did it and does it and doesn't wait. Not scared to do it. And really doesn't give a fuck if he fails because failure is part of that, part of the success journey. And I really don't give a fuck. All my fucks are gone, bro. I don't have any fucks to give anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, give me a Mount Rushmore. Give me a top five, hip hop top five. I'm so glad you gave me. So do you want, do you want who I think is top five or my favorites? No, your personal top five. So yeah, this is funny as hell. Um, yesterday we were going to my boy Ricky Miles's event. Shout out Ricky Miles. He just did a collaboration with uh, Urban Outfitters and Nickelodeon in round two. And he did like these SpongeBob shirts and like Angry Beaver shirts. And I went to his event last night. And on the way to the event, we were trying to play SZA song "Big Boy." It was like an SNL song. It's not even a real SZA song. It's a song. She's like, "I need a big boy." Blah blah blah. And so I I grabbed Siri. I was like, "Yo." play big boy by SZA not knowing it was an SNL song it's not even a real song so Siri hears me say play big boy by SZA and then Siri goes here's big mo <laughs> it starts playing big mo and then at the event they fucking play flossing by big mo and Mike Jones and I do I start losing my shit so I looked at my fiance I'm like big mo is trying to get through to me today what I was like what what do you want me to know so big mo is a million percent on my fucking Mount Rushmore bro big mo I listen to Big Mo all the time. I wish I'm so mad he passed away. I mean, not even just for music, just in life, but Big Mo's up there. Um, definitely got to put Tyler Crater, like a million percent. That dude changed my life. Like, <laughs> I'd probably still be hooping if it wasn't for him. I got to put Frank Ocean because I never really had a fucking song make me cry off of the song alone. Like the Titanic and Celine Dion and I'm nine years old. Like it's a whole movie. It's not just a song. I've cried off of Frank's song. Like <laughs> so Frank has to be up there, bro. Like, um, and also like, you know, I uh my mom actually passed away in 2016. She passed away to cancer. And that's when Blondie dropped. Like he dropped like on my birthday that year. And some of the songs on Blondie were like helping me get through that shit. So it you know what I mean? So Frank, like. Dude, it's it's deeper than music like 
he has to be up there. Um, I gotta put. God, this is so hard, bro. I gotta put, uh, dude. I gotta like Kendrick and Cole. I gotta like put them together with Drake. Like, like it's just so hard. Okay, uh, Kendrick, and I got one more. Um. It has to be Jay Z. So Jay Z, Kendrick, Frank, Tyler, and Big Mo from the Screwed Up Click is my favorite. And I got dude. I wish you asked me ten because there's so many people I had to leave off, and it makes me sick. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, closing remarks, man. Anything else that you want to tell the people that you got going on, and let people out and uh, know how they can keep up with you on social media, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, so my website is thehodgecouncil.com. Um, you can Google the Hodge Council or a Josh D. You're going to find it. Um, you can sign up for the mailing list at thehodgecouncil.com, and that's one of the best ways to stay updated with me. I'm always sending my new songs, new videos. When I have new clothing drops, I'm always sending it out to my subscribers. So thehodgecouncil.com, sign up for the mailing list. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twi TikTok, and uh youtube ajoshd um i got an underscore at the end of it on tiktok and instagram but like i said there's not really that many ajoshd so you'll probably find me um yeah i post every day i post or i post almost every day content and i drop a new song every like eight weeks so if you got if you if you're if you're like me your favorite artist doesn't drop enough right so like i always my whole thing is like i'm trying to drop every month consistently and like feel that feel that need in the market you know what i mean like little wayne used to drop mixtape after mixtape like there's no excuse and so um definitely letting people know like hey if you follow me you're gonna get an artist that's really putting in work and not making excuses like you're always gonna have some new shit for me so um uh, yeah thehodgecouncil.com oh absolutely yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. You know, uh, anytime you want to come on the podcast, man, uh, our doors open. And uh, cool, cool. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, I drop episodes every Monday at uh, midnight, and um, do also other topics, real topics, as far as like, you know, uh, relationships and uh, child support, things like that. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on, and. Uh, yeah. You run across any other artists you know that want to come on you can send them my way as well oh yeah yeah i got a few i got a few that i think you would really like so um i'll, I'll reach out to them and send them your info for sure absolutely man this uh wraps up another episode of eric j the great podcast need everybody to tap in with a josh d on uh, all streaming platforms you like real artistry you know real dope artists Make you think outside your um, think outside the box a little bit versus uh here shoot a shoot a bang bang all day. So, <laughs> yo, hey, I hate guns. My brother's obsessed with them, but I am pro gun. I, I'm pro gun, but I I don't fuck with I don't fuck with gun. I keep one, but you won't see me shut the shooting range all that much. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, no problem, man. You have a good day. You too, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right.